Well, welcome back to our week five of our Bible study on the names of God. You know, I remember back when I was a little girl in grade school, and I got lost in the woods outside of my hometown. Um, We had an area called the Dogwood Drive, where it had beautiful dogwoods and hills and valleys. We actually called them canyons, but um, they weren't. They were just tall hills and valleys and beautiful dogwood trees. And one weekend, one Sunday, my dad and my uncle uh, took myself and my cousin Randy out to the Dogwood Drive, and they stayed up at the top where the cars were parked at the park, and Randy and I went down into the the Dogwood Drive on some of the trails and went exploring, and we got off the trails out of curiosity, thinking, I wonder what's on the other side of that hill over there, and we kept going, and then finally, we realized it was getting dark, and we were down in the, the gullies and the valleys there, and the sun was starting to go away, and We realized, uh uh-oh, it's getting dark, and it's getting cold, and we don't know the way back. We don't know how to get back. We've gotten off the trails, and right before I was ready to burst into tears thinking I was going to die that night or getting eaten by a wolf in the woods, I heard my daddy's voice crying out from a far distance, way over there, and I heard him saying, Janine, which is, remember I told you in the first lecture, that is how they pronounced my name then, Janine. But I could hear Daddy yelling, Janine, Randy, where are you? And I mean, we took off running with all of the gusto we could muster. We tripped over vines, but we kept running to that voice of my dad and my uncle, because I knew if I could get to my daddy, everything was gonna be okay. And we got to the top of that hill where daddy and Uncle Bill were right as the sun was starting to go down. But I knew that I was safe and secure. I knew that he was the run, the the one I had to run to. You know, in my encouragement, I share that because that really leads into what I want to be the main theme of really our time together today. And my encouragement to you, my exhortation to you this week from this lesson is that you would run to God in all seasons of life because our hope is in him alone. Well, this week we studied five combination names of God, and I always say this, I don't know why I put five names together in one week because it is a lot of material. We could spend 30 minutes on each name. So I I obviously cannot um, go into detail on each name in our time together now. So I just want to give an overview of these names. So let's look at four seasons of life and how each of these names strengthens us in those seasons as we run to God our Father. So the first, we run to him in the seasons of uncertainty and change. Now, we're obviously in that season today. Uh, We've been in this season ever since March of 2020 because of the coronavirus uh, pandemic. Our world has changed a lot in the past year. Uh, We went through the safer at home where we weren't out and about. I remember during that time uh, riding by uh, a shopping center where normally there would be cars packed in the parking lot and people coming in and out and riding by and it was empty like a ghost town. And I remember thinking inside, 
God, something's not right about this. This is not the way it should be. We have come to um, just get used to the fact that restaurants are closed or doing curbside pickup or businesses are closed or have been, some are opening up now. We're, we're used to wearing masks out and about. Uh, we had to adjust to our churches meeting online instead of in person. We even had to adjust to how we do heart to heart, the Bible study this year. You know, we're having to settle and, and get used to isolation in our homes, uh, not being around people the way that we're used to. We are in a season of change, but we're also in a season of uncertainty because we really don't know what the future holds for us. I mean, how long is life going to look like this? How long are we going to be dealing with this pandemic? Uh, what's going to happen in our country politically? What's ahead for us there? And so it's, it's a season of change, and it's a season of uncertainty. It would be easy to lose hope and get discouraged, discouraged and depressed in this season if we focus just on the circumstances or put our hope in the wrong things or people like, a, you know, this person is going to deliver us. No, our hope has to be in one person, and that is in Jesus Christ. Well, in the seasons of uncertainty and change, run to El Olam, the everlasting, never-changing God. And we find this name first in Genesis 21-23. Abraham had just made a treaty with Abimelech. He was a Philistine leader. And then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree, which is an evergreen tree. Its leaves always stayed there. Um, and that's where he called God by the name El Olam, the everlasting, never-changing God. And we have to ask, you know, why did he use that name at this point? Why did he call God by that name after that treaty? Well, Abraham knew that worldly treaties don't last forever. They can be broken. But El Olam, the everlasting God, would be faithful forever to his covenant with Abraham. Abraham knew his God wouldn't change. He wouldn't change his mind and cancel the covenant with him. He knew that God would always be there. He could depend on El Olam even if everything around him changed. El Olam is the one unchanging constant in our lives of change. He is everlasting and he is faithful for eternity. We can always count on him. So in this season of uncertainty and change in our lives today, who are you running to for stability and security? Run to El Olam, the everlasting, never changing God. Second, Run to him in the seasons of need. We are all going to go through seasons when we are in need. Uh, it may be a financial need. I, I don't have the money to pay my rent this month or my mortgage this month. It may be a material need. Uh, my car broke down and I need another car, but I don't have the money. Or I need a place to live. Or it, it may be a physical need or a health need. It may be uh, an emotional need. We're all going to go through those seasons of need. And in those seasons of need, run to Yahweh Jireh, the God 
who provides. We're introduced to this name of God in Genesis 22:14, in the story of Abraham and Isaac. And God had told Abraham to take his only son, his promised descendant, Isaac, and lay him on the altar as a sacrifice to God. And Abraham obeyed. He went. He didn't even seem to flinch. He went and he laid his son on the altar ready to take the knife and, and put it into his son's body. And God stopped him. Because Abraham went through with putting his son there ready to sacrifice him because he believed, he trusted that God would provide for his needs and would provide a way for God's promises to be fulfilled in terms of having descendants. God, you'll, you'll provide a way to do this if you take Isaac. And God did. God provided a ram to take the place of Isaac on the altar. And Abraham came to know God there as Yahweh Jireh, the God who provides. Our greatest need is for a Savior. Uh, and just as God provided that ram to take the place of Isaac on the altar, God provided a Savior to take our place for our sins. He provided that Savior in Jesus Christ. And he will provide, if he provided that need, that big need for us, he will provide every need that we have. It may not be in the way we hoped. It may not be in the timing we wanted it. But he will always provide. You know, I think of Yahweh Jireh when I watched the birds outside. Uh, this morning, uh, I was having my quiet time. It was, the sun was just starting to come up. And um, I think about the birds, especially in the cold weather that we've been having, and I have to admit, I worry about them a little bit. At night when I close the shutters and it's cold and windy, sometimes it's pouring down rain outside and it's freezing, I always say a little prayer, God, take care of the birds tonight. And, you know, God has provided for them. Did you know that God gave them a little natural downy, a down jacket? of feathers. I didn't know this until recently uh, when somebody shared with me how, how they have these feathers and they put these little air pockets and they fluff up really fat. And I was watching the other morning as the birds were starting to come and I would get my binoculars and watch them and I'd see these fat little birds, the little chickadees. They were fat because they had their down feather jacket fluffed up to the max to protect them from the cold. If God is going to provide for a bird, he is going to provide for you and me. And I need to be reminded of that every day when I begin to stress out about, well, what if this happens? What if, what if this goes on? Or God, how am I going to get this done? Yahweh Jireh, God my provider, will provide. Are you in a season of need? What do you need to trust God for in your life today? Run to Yahweh Jireh. Tell him your needs. Trust him to provide in his way and in his timing. Third, run to him in the seasons of distress. We are going to have seasons when life is difficult uh, when it's painful, when it's uncomfortable. And we might be tempted to run to the wrong things to numb our pain or give us temporary 
comfort or relief. But in those seasons of distress, run to Yahweh Rofi, the God who heals. We're introduced to this name in Exodus 15, 26, uh, when the, the sons of Israel had just uh, faced this season of distress after they um, had, had seen Yahweh deliver them from the Egyptians. He took them through the Red Sea, then he closed the Red Sea, killed the Egyptians. They were wandering in the wilderness for three days, but there was no water, a season of distress. But then he brought them to Mara, and there was water. Yay, can you imagine water? But there was something that they weren't expecting. They drank, but the water was bitter. Another season of distress. And they grumbled at Moses, and Moses cried out to Yahweh, and Yahweh showed him a tree to throw into the water, and the waters became sweet. At this place, at Marah, in this season of distress, Yahweh revealed himself to them as Yahweh Rofi in verse 26. I, Yahweh, am your healer. And he made clear in that verse that if you obey me, as long as you obey me, I will always be your healer. I will not put those diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians. And he is our healer today. You know, life often gives us something we weren't expecting, uh, an unpleasant experience, a season of distress. Uh, it could be a diagnosis that you got. It could be COVID. You got COVID and you weren't expecting that. Um, or the death of a loved one or a marriage that all of a sudden is going bad or watching somebody you love make poor choices with their life, whatever the unpleasant season. Uh, we go through those. And Yahweh Rofi can change those bitter, unpleasant experiences of life into something sweet as we learn to trust him in those times. So how do you respond in those seasons of distress? Do you grumble and complain like the, the Israelites did? Or do you run to Yahweh Rofi and ask him to heal your wounds, your pain, and turn something bitter into something sweet? He can heal our physical sickness, but he can also heal our emotional pain and scars. And I know you may be thinking, well, wait a second, Cricket. Um, my sister had cancer, or my friend had cancer, and God didn't heal her. What happened there? And yes, I have friends that I have prayed for that God would heal, and he took them home. Friends that are younger than I am before their time. But there are others that God has answered and he has healed them from what was their, their health issue. The thing we have to remember is that God is going to heal. It just may not be in our timing or in our way. It may not happen until he takes us home. And I was just reading the journal uh, that a friend of mine had written. Her husband sent it to me uh, right before she died of cancer uh, last year. And how she was just you know, would she want to be healed? Yes. But more than anything, she wanted to grow deeper in her walk with God in that season. And God healed her, but not on this earth when he took her home. God has a purpose, and one day we'll understand why he heals some on this earth and why he takes some home to heal them. 
Are you in a season of distress today? Uh, do you need healing in an area, whether it's a physical area or an emotional area? Run to Yahweh Rofi, God your healer. He can heal your deepest pains, but we have to trust his hand and timing. And then the fourth season, run to him in the seasons of battle. We are going to face spiritual battles every day, whether we are aware of them or not. And we looked at two names of God this week that remind us that our God fights for us and he fights with us. The first name is Yahweh Nisi, the Lord is my banner. And we see that name in Exodus 17, 15. The Amalekites came to fight against Israel. They were their kind of perennial enemy. And Joshua led the men to the battlefield to fight them. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the mountain. And as long as Moses had his hands up, Israel prevailed. But when he got tired and his hands dropped, Israel began to be defeated. And so Moses and Aaron came around her, came around him and lifted his, um, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, Aaron and her came and lifted his arms up, and they won the battle. It was a team effort. And in verse 15, it says, Moses built an altar and named it, The Lord, Yahweh, is my banner. And many scholars believe that Israel's ongoing conflict with Amalek represents a spiritual war that is still being fought today that involves every Christian. It's our spiritual warfare that we're in with our enemy, Satan. And so the Hebrew word here for banner literally translates as a pole or a symbol, or you might think of a, a flag. Uh, a banner is something that identifies and unifies a particular group of people. Think about uh, these tour guides you might have seen in the movies or maybe you've seen in person. A tour guide has a tour and he has this little flag that he holds up when he's ready to rally all his, his group together. And he's like, here I am, come here and we'll move to the next step. And that's kind of what this is a picture of where God is our banner and he's kind of holding himself up saying, here I am, come here. I'll take you to the next, the next place, the next step. A banner is something that unifies a group of people. It functions as a rallying point for troops in a battle. Yahweh Nisi is the banner over us in our spiritual battle with our enemy, Satan. And so run to the protection, run to that banner that you see and rally there with the other believers. But rally under that banner of Yahweh Nisi who fights for you and gives you victory. And the second name we run to in battles is Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. The first time we see that name is in 1 Samuel 1, verses 3 and 11, when Hannah is praying to the Lord of hosts. And as the Lord of hosts, he will lead armies of the hosts to fight on your behalf. Who are these hosts that God is leading to fight? Well, uh, they can refer to human armies. They can refer to celestial bodies. They can refer to heavenly creatures like angels. We don't exactly know who all these hosts and armies are. But we know that he is the commander. He is the Lord who guides them. And this title, Lord of Hosts, emphasizes his sovereignty over all the powers 
in heaven and on earth. And he leads them to fight on our behalf. Don't give up in the midst of the battle. Run to Yahweh Nisi and Yahweh Sabaoth. He will fight for us and with us with all of his armies behind him. Let me just give you two quick suggestions to help you in these seasons of battle. First, know your vulnerable areas. Where are you most vulnerable to attack? Don't go there. If you know you're going to watch a movie and your thought life's going to go somewhere it doesn't need to go, don't watch it. Don't put yourself in a place that the enemy can pounce on you. Be aware and don't let your guard down. And then second, don't fight alone. Don't fight the battle alone. Look to Yahweh Nisi, our banner, and who fights for you, and call to the Lord of hosts who brings his armies to fight on your behalf, but also have a support team of believers around you to help you, to hold up your arms when you're just worn out. Don't do it alone. Have a group of people who will love you and push you on and, and hold you accountable in the spiritual battle and who will support you. You know, when I moved to Dallas years ago uh, to take a job, I didn't know anybody except two fellow perfusionists who I'd known in, in Houston. But I, I didn't even see them often because we worked at different hospitals in uh, Dallas. We rotated around. And I remember feeling so vulnerable uh, during that beginning days in Dallas, actually months, uh, before I found a home church. And I remember sitting down one day and saying, God, I am scared because I feel like I am prime target for the enemy because there's no one here that knows me. No one knows if I'm doing well spiritually or not. I could be tanking. I could be just doing all these things, and there's nobody to hold me accountable. And I prayed, God, help me find the right church to plug into, and he did. But I did not like being in that season where I knew I was vulnerable for attack. Are you in the middle of a spiritual battle today? Are you in a season of battle? It may be you're tempted to do something you know you shouldn't. It may be your thought life. Uh, it may be just your words that you're gossiping or critical spirit. Maybe you're listening to the lies of Satan telling you you're, you're not worth it or you're nobody or you're a failure. Run to Yahweh Nisi and Yahweh Sabaoth to fight the battle with you and for you. We're going to go through hard seasons of life, but don't let those seasons overwhelm you and beat you. Instead, run to the one who can strengthen you during these seasons. So run first to El Olam, the everlasting God, in seasons of change and uncertainty. Because he will always be there. He never changes. He is the one constant in our lives whom we can depend on. Second, run to Yahweh Jireh, God my provider, in seasons of need. He will provide for all of our needs. Maybe not in the way we thought, but he will provide. Third, run to Yahweh Rofi, God my healer in those seasons of distress, because he will heal your hurts, physical, spiritual, emotional. He will heal and turn bitter into sweet 
restoring you to wholeness. And then fourth, run to Yahweh Nisi, God my banner, and Yahweh Sabaoth, Lord of hosts, in the seasons of battle, because he will fight for you and give you victory. I think back to that day, that Sunday afternoon, outside of Plain Dealing, Louisiana, when I was running with all I could muster up to get to my dad, because I knew that once I got there, I was safe and secure, and my world would be okay. And that is my challenge. That is my exhortation to you. Run to your father and let him give you that security that you're longing for. Run to God in all seasons of life. Let's pray. Father, I know that we're all in different battles. Um, every day we're we're in some season, we're in different seasons of life, uh, fighting things and struggling with things. But Lord, thank you that you are the one constant that we can look to. You'll always be there. You're never going to change. You're going to help us fight those spiritual battles. Father, you're going to heal us. You're going to provide for us. Thank you that we can look to you. And Lord, I do pray that we would run to you for peace and comfort and strength and not run to things of this world. And we pray this in your son's name. Amen. Well, until next week, uh, I hope you enjoy the next lesson on the names of God, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. That was probably about 30